0: We're here set free as lambs, Lord. We're led by, your, by the shepherd, Lord, onto your word, Lord. We're here to receive the bread, Father. We want to know what you're saying, God. We don't want to hear another message, Father. We don't want to hear another thing uh, or just another chapter in the Bible, Father. We don't want to be bored to death in the church because today in the church people are being bored to death because religion has destroyed their spirits. Religion has destroyed their excitement. Religion has taken away their tenacity. And tonight, Father, we want to get back in our tenacity. We want to get back by, just by hearing whatever you're saying, Father, we're getting back in your will and we're getting back in the glory, Father. Whether what you're saying is hard or, what you, or whether what you're saying is smooth, Father, when we listen to what you're saying, when we walk in it, Father, there's glory that proceeds it, Father. Even the hardest word carries the biggest, the most glory. Even the hardest word. We think that Joel Osteen type messages carry glory in it but they're dead and they make you more dead even more dead to the kingdom than you were before yes. but we don't understand that when we hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying because we think when God says when His, His words are life we think that His words when He says His words are life it means that you know when He says oh good and faithful son or any good or any good encouragemental word we think those are words of life but those aren't words of life his words of life are anything that comes out of his mouth, whether it's hard or, 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 it's, or it's pleasing. Why? Because what comes out of his mouth carries life on it, carries glory on it, carries the power of God to carry out the will of God. Anything he says carries out power. And we're here because we want the power, Father. So in order to get the power, Father, we want to receive the word however it is. Amen. That was a long prayer. <laughs> Father Fill us right now God, hide me behind the cross Just speak what you're speaking, Lord Uncompromised Without any leaven, Father This message is called Spawn Spawn And I, and I Just for those who don't know what that word is I'm just gonna I just got the definition for you Even though I, you know, I don't like using Google For that But I did it for you anyway Because I felt led Because some people don't even know what that word means Spawn um, to produce To deposit And these are and, the, and, I, and it starts talking about like You know Like how, how a fish They spawn more fish They make more of themselves But we're gonna we're talking in a different sense But these are synonyms Or words that are like st- To describe the word spawn To generate To bring forth To begot To breed To bring To bring about To bring on to cause to create to draw on to generate to induce to invoke to make produce prompt to to make work of so th- those those words are important to describe what this message is about because we have to understand what that what what this word means because many of us are doing this in our life and this this word I'm praying I really prayed about it that it brings us another level of deliverance because how many of you guys know we don't just get delivered at the cross. We get delivered at the cross in the sense that now we're delivered from being separated from God and now we're one with Him. But there's still a carnal mind. There's still a soul that needs to be renewed daily and needs to become a new man. Or it is a new man, but our new man is new in the spirit. But now we have to make it new right here because this wants to war against this right here. And I posted a, a Facebook post today. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I said, your, your walk, I don't know how I said it, but I'll just sum it up. Your walk is going to be hard if you're trying to be led by God and your mind and your soul keep talking and you're trying to be led by your spirit because our, all, all, our, our enemy is our carnal mind. Our enemy isn't just Satan. Deeper than Satan, the enemy is our carnal mind because the carnal mind is the door for the enemy to be able to operate in our life, to be able to speak in our life. So that's why we need the Word of God. We need the foundation. We need whatever he's saying in order to build a foundation so that we will have no more carnality. And when there's a foundation, there's no breach in you. Meaning there's no way the enemy can now get in. That's why we need to starve for the Word of God. That's why when we come here Wednesday, Friday, or Sunday, or whatever church you're a part of, or whatever thing you're a part of, The the Word of God is important, and like I said before, not just the Word of God, but the Word that's actually being preached by God. You understand what I'm saying? Not just the Word of God, anybody can read the Scriptures, but the Word that He's speaking right now to His church. Because it says um, that uh, who who has, in in the book of Revelation, it kept saying over and over, who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches today? Who is going to open it? Because God is alive and and religion acts like there's this stoic God that just says, okay, make sure you read your Bible, make sure you know everything in it and then you'll pass to heaven. But He's saying, no, I only gave you the Bible so it can open you up to my spirit and now you're one with my spirit and now I want you to follow my spirit. I don't want you to just follow my spirit. I want you to hear what my spirit is saying and those words and those things that He gives will give you eternal life and will open up the windows of heaven in your life. And the Spirit... Moreover than the word of God, will open up the word of God. You can, we, can, we all know that we can't open up those scriptures without the spirit, the author himself. People are trying to read the book without the author. People are trying to read the letter without the writer. But we need the writer. We need the author. We cannot come here. I cannot preach to you tonight without the author saying, okay, let's touch on this subject. Let's go here. Because then that would be building the foundation on, my, um, on man's foundation. And the Bible talks about that. People who built the foundation on their own without the Spirit of God. And even if they use scriptures and used the Word of God, they didn't have the breath of God in it. Therefore, it was never been able to be unlocked in the people. And that's why here, we move by the Spirit of God so that the Word of God would not just be put in your mind, but it would be unlocked in your spirit. This message is called Spawn. I don't know why I'm saying that, but who knows? Maybe somebody needs help. (laughs) Okay. Spawn. And I, I just wrote, I wrote a lot of things down. I have scripture here, but I wrote a lot of things down outside of it. I don't normally do that, but I'm going to do it. Is what's being spawned in your life from God or from Satan? Is what's being spawned in your, in your life from God or is it from you? Or is it from someone else? Is it from something you're in agreement with? So what do I mean by spawn? I mean by... There's many times where, see, we want to spawn in a good sense. We want to spawn the glory of God in our life. We want the glory of God to be deposited in our life. We want the glory of God to be conjured up from heaven into our life. But there is no um, spawning, there's no striving for that spawn when we follow Him. But when we're in rebellion, when we're in idolatry when we're in lust and i'm not just talking about lust of a woman or a man i'm talking about lust also of things of this world or things or anything besides god and his his kingdom when we have a lust for that it spawns things in our life it can be dreams it can be fear it can be thoughts that we don't want it can be someone else to come in agreement with what the, with our unholy desires it can be literally anything god when we when we open up uh, uh, when we have something in our heart that we that we hold over the Lord, see, remember that song. It said, "Let there be, uh, let it not be said of me that I held anything back." Or how did that go? I, didn't, I don't know. That's the, what I said, what it said. But how did it, how did she say it? Huh? No, it was an, it was the other one. But let 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 us on that day let let us not be able, not let us not have to say that we held anything back from you. But when we hold things back from our life. From, from God, there comes consequences. When, we have, when we're in idolatry, when we have a soul tie, it doesn't matter what it is, think of any sin, think of anything that, that, that wars against our relationship with God, it is going to have a side effect. It's not just going to be a sin in your life, but there's going to be consequences. And we think about, oh, well, lust, if, you know, the only consequence there is, you know, whatever, if I cheated on my wife, well, now I, 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 the consequences. is, you know, now I lost my wife or whatever. Or if I cheated on my husband, I lost my husband. Or if I stole something. But there's more than just that. It's more than, it's more than just the outward effect. There's now an inward effect. This message, I almost called this message portal of destruction. Because what we do is when we have sin in our heart, when we have a, a thing in our heart that we hold over the Lord, we actually open up portals from hell, if you would say, that actually bring thoughts in our life or bring, it can be anything. It can be maybe you want something so bad. Maybe you covet, covetousness is another thing. Maybe you want something so bad. It's like the first thing in your life, because there's nothing wrong with wanting things, but when you want it more than the kingdom or God, or you can't forsake it when God's telling you to forsake it, then it becomes idolatry. So when you have something like, let's say a car or something, or something you want so bad, you will want it so bad that you will stop hearing God's voice. You come in rebellion, and guess what it says? It says, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Okay? So you follow me? I don't want you to miss this. This is cool. Not cool, but, you know. <laughs> it's cool, but it's, it sucks for people who do this. Because when you are in rebellion, you spur witchcraft in your own mind. And now there's a portal that's open... And when I say portal, I'm not saying I'm not referring New Age or anything. I'm just trying to help you understand that the enemy has access in your life now. Now there's a portal that the enemy is able to come bring dreams. The enemy because the enemy, okay, good, because the enemy is trying to take out the is trying to take out the remnant. So if you're the remnant and you get something in your heart, be careful because now the enemy's like, oh, now he now he has covenants now. He wants that thing so bad. Oh, and he can't even hear God's voice so bad. He wants that thing so bad he can't even hear God's voice now. Oh, let's, let's come as an angel. Of life. Let's make him even believe it more. And then the enemy will come and send you a dream to come in agreement with it. And then you think it's God. The devil is waiting to come in agreement with you that you, he would spawn something in your life. 2 Corinthians eleven twelve 12 through 15. If you're turning there, I'll give you a second. 2 Corinthians eleven twelve 12 through 15. Okay, and it reads, Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Who's preaching that in the false church today? I know we've heard this over and over again, but think about how many people are actually hearing this scripture and actually taking it in and understanding that it's a real thing. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So, it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their will correspond to their deeds. So what does that tell you right there? The enemy, enemy, he's not going to come to you and be like, "I'm the devil, and here you go, let me come in agreement, let me offer you something." He might tell that to people in the world because they think they don't know if the devil's good or bad or whatever. But you are the remnant, you're supposed to know better. You're supposed to obviously if You're the remnant, and you know the devil's there. You're not going to receive what he's coming from. But so the enemy knows that, so he's like, okay, let me get a little more crafty now. Let me disguise myself as a spirit of righteousness, as an angel, as a, a servant of righteousness. Let me disguise my people that are serving me as a servant of righteousness, and make them seem like the children of God, like they're from the from the from the church. So he'll disguise the world. He'll he'll get the world by acting like himself and offering them cars and stuff. But when he comes to the remnant, to the church, to the people that know better, that know the truth, he attacks them in a different way. And now he says, okay, now I have to, they know better, but let me disguise myself and act like God in their life. So what happens is we get something. Let's go back to that thing when we're talking about. Let's say we want that car so much or we want to be with that person so much or whatever the case may be. It can be anything. If, if you have anything, it doesn't even matter if it's a good thing. If it's over God, it's not, it's not good anymore we, when, we make the, when we put the creation over the creator that's our problem so when we put something like the, the, uh, that person or that car so much on, on our altar then the enemy comes And he disguises himself as an angel of light. He disguises himself as a dream. He disguises himself as a person that's sent from God. There was a story in the Bible where there was a prophet and he was walking and he he rebuked the whole city and he cast down a whole principality. And then he walked and God said, don't get in anybody's house. Don't come by anybody's house. Keep walking. Don't let anybody stop you and put them in your house. And guess what? A man came and he said, I'm a prophet too. You're a prophet. I'm a prophet from God. And then he said, oh, let me come, come in my house and let me take care of you. What are you saying? Remember, you're not supposed to go in anybody's house, but an angel of light, he said, if you go, I should have pulled that scripture up, but I didn't feel like I needed it tonight, but I guess I did. He said, the old, the, the prophet, the bad prophet, he said, well, an angel just came to me and said to offer you food and come on my house. What makes you think that won't happen to you today? And then. What happens? He goes into his house and the next day he goes up to the tree and a lion destroys him. Who's the lion? Satan. Well, God's a lion of Judah, but they say that, it says that the, the Satan is, is, is uh, 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 what does it call him? Like a roaring, roaring lion. And that lion is looking to, is not going to let the remnant just be the remnant and take over. He's going to come and he's going to disguise himself any way possible. Some of us are opening portals of destruction, pulling, this is not a scripture by the way, this is just my writing, pulling false imagination from the pit of hell that they would deceive their own selves. So who's deceiving you? Yourself. It's not even the false prophet's fault. It's your fault because when we when we covet God more than anything, I'm talking about more than anything, more than your own family, more than your own self, when we covet God more than ourself, He will not leave us without discernment. And our discernment gets clouded and gets fogged by our own, by the own things that are in our heart. It doesn't matter if you want, the God, if you want God. If you're wrestling on, 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 on both sides of the fence and you have something else, you're going to be... Apt to be to be deceived and it's not it's not somebody that came and preached to you on a Sunday and deceived you, you should have had the sermon but why don't you have the sermon to know when there's a false prophet among you because God is not number one in your life They're Not and he shouldn't just be number one, he should be one, two, three, four, five over everything, not saying you can't have a family, not saying you can't have a job but I'm saying everything has to be filtered through him if you want to be a real Christian because in false Christianity it's all about it's God, family, this, that so, yeah, okay, I, put, I did, and then they think, okay, I woke up, I did my scriptures today. Okay, let me go pray real quick. Let me go do a little worship, go, go to Bethel or Upper Room, put it on YouTube, and all right, I put God first, all right, now let's go second, all right, let's feed the family, let's do this, let's do that. That is all religion. When we put God in an order of our day, he said, I'm calling you to be a living sacrifice. I'm calling you to lay the whole thing down. And that's the, that is the compromised gospel that's being preached in the church today that you can still have your own life or have any part, even just a little part of your own life because there's preachers that preach everything right and then they just say, oh, but you can have this part of your life still. Oh, but you got to take care of your family and if God says you got to go preach and your family doesn't want you to go, you got to listen to them. That's wrong too. You preach. I don't care if you're preaching 90% of gospel. If you're preaching 10% of lies, it's all lies. Because guess what? Even though it's 90%, it's not going to be effective. It's not going to have power in your life. And when you don't have power in your life, you get tired of your life and then you turn back over to the enemy or you turn over to a worse deception. So who is the deceptor in your life? It's, we have to, to get that in our head right now. The deceptor in our life is not Satan. It's not the false prophet. It's not the false apostle or whatever. It's you. Yes, they, de- they deceived you, but if you... Didn't, didn't already deceive yourself by going after idols in your life, you wouldn't be in the situation you are right now. That's pretty deep, isn't it? You're the, you're the deceiver. I just got that. I didn't even have that before I came here. You are the, the deceiver of your own life. When we want to try to see something, and God's not showing us anything, and I see this a lot, everywhere i'm not talking about here i'm just talking about facebook i'm talking about everywhere i go people want to be the next prophet they want to be the light. they want to be they want to be up here they want to be up there they want to go here they're over there they want to travel the nations that's great fine but when you try to be like that in the flesh or when you try to see something like you're a seer in the body i see so many people they just got born again yesterday and they're saying tidal waves are crashing over america and this is happening next year and it never happens And then they're getting dreams saying that it is going to happen. That's crazy. Like, that's insane. You better better watch out what you're listening to yourself and who you're listening to. Because people will come to you and say all sorts of things. And in the end, it'll bite you in the backside. And you'll think that a tidal wave is coming. I've already had those experiences. And people were telling me from upstate, or, or sorry, when I say upstate, I mean New York, were telling me from up north, you better get out of Florida. And it's a, there's a prophet, actually, there's a few prophets that are saying you better get out of there because there's a huge tidal wave that's going to flood Florida. And some people were calling me crying over the phone saying, Oh man, you better get out of there, man, in a year. Guess what? It's been six years now. I'm, am I in Florida, right? I'm in Comas, Florida? There's no tidal wave. So this is the deception we have in the church. We have people spawning and opening portals from Satan, and it's actually and they think it's portals of heaven. That's the problem because if we know there's a portal coming from, from Satan, we're gonna deny it, right? But when there's a portal that says it's from God, that's where we have to be careful. We have to have discernment. This is why preaching about being set apart, preaching about being Denying the things of the world, not being of this world is so important because if we don't get that in us, things of this world are gonna pull on us and they're gonna have us by the string and we're gonna be trying to punch the enemy, but that string is gonna be like it's gonna be pulling us back. And we can't, and then we try to walk on our calling, but guess what? You can't walk on your calling because you're still attached to the world. You're still trying to be slung in the slingshot up and you got somebody something tied to your foot. The devil will show us something. Okay. Okay. When God's not showing us anything, and we want to be shown something, or we want to see something, some of us want to see something so bad, and God's not showing you anything, maybe he's saying, rest, and you need to relax. Just be you for a second. But you want to see something so bad, when God's not showing you something, the devil will. He will show you something. He's waiting for you to come to Him. No, you're not coming to Him by saying, Satan, show me something. No, you're coming to Him by wanting something so bad, by any, by any compromise in your heart, by any thing that you are putting over God. Because some people, some people, their idol is wanting to be a prophet, or some people, their idol is wanting to see prophecies so they can be... Because why? Because really, deep down, they want to be like this big prophet and be like, okay, there's something happening tomorrow. But it's all because of their own glory. It's not because they're actually warning people. So people try to come up with all this stuff and say, and, and and I and I don't even I don't even have to name people. You guys have heard of some people that are saying that went to a wiccan because he wanted to be known so much for his prophecy. He went, he went to a witch to get a prophecy. And he's a prophet in the body of Christ. And that's another thing is the devil will send people. The devil will bring you people to come in agreement and give you what you're asking for. And just like Saul. He had no answer in front of him, but God was telling him, just repent. But he wanted to talk to Samuel so bad and say, am I winning the war? And guess what? He had to go to a witch. Yes, he summoned Samuel, but he had to go to a witch. And many of us are going to witches in the spirit. Maybe you're not going to the local person. Maybe you're not going to a person that is operating in witchcraft because there's witches in the church that are not even proclaimed witches, but they're witches because all they do is operate in witchcraft. And when somebody has a spirit of divination in the, in the church or somebody that's saying they're saved has a spirit of divination in the church, they are witches in the church. This I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know if there's, there probably is, but I'm not, I'm not even actually worried about the witches that are really witches that come to the church and, and pretend to be Christian. I'm talking about the ones that think they're Christian. But because of Leviathan, but because the spirit of divination is so strong in their life, they, op- they operate just like a witch would. They bring forth dreams. They'll come to you and they will prophesy. And they'll say, Oh, you got a big prophecy, brother. Woo! So you, you need to get out of what you're doing. You need to do this. You need to do that. And they're steering you in every direction. If you don't have discernment, you will be destroyed in a second. And you will go right along with where they came from. And they will make you just like them. This is serious. And some of us can, have, can get dreams that sounds similar to what is going on or what we need to deal with, but it's just a distraction and it's from our own lust. We can, want, we can, have, this, we can have something happen so bad to where maybe we want somebody in our life. Maybe if, you're, if you're single, this can apply to you. Maybe you want a husband. Maybe you want a wife so bad, and then but you're coveting that over God and you're not letting God arrange it because God calls people together. Yes, in a way, I guess you can say it's an arranged marriage, Yes, God arranges it, but it's your destiny. The world arranges marriages, but they're doing it by the flesh. When God's arranged a marriage, he, he arranges the perfect people to, that he's putting together. I'm not saying they're going to be perfect in everything they do, but the people that were meant to be together by fate, by destiny in his kingdom. So, But the problem is when we don't do things by God, because when we do a marriage by God, it will be empowered by God. Many marriages are being divorced and people are cheating on each other because their marriage was never, never God's will. And that's why people cheat, really. That's one of the problems why people cheat because they're not even with the person they were supposed to be with because they're in the flesh. So let's say you're not going by God and you want a husband or wife so bad because, you, you know, it says in the Bible, if I have lust problems, just get a wife. Pick up somebody on the road and just call on your wife. Put a ring on it, it's over. And you're, you know, it's, you're, not, you're not sinning because it's by the law of the land. I don't care if it's by the law of the land. If God didn't call it, it's still sin to me. You could, if, you're, if, if this person was called to be your wife and you decided to marry this person, in my book, for me, honestly, in my opinion, it's adultery. That's, that's my opinion. Anybody object? Because if God's calling you to be with this person, but you... I'm saying if you know this, if you know, you, and you're, I've seen it happen already where people are supposed to be with this person, and everybody... I mean, there was one couple that people were... Random people were going up to them on the street saying, you guys are supposed to be together. And then they rebelled against it. And now what they're doing, they're not even married, they're not doing nothing, and they're actually so far in religion, it's not even funny, and they used to be on fire. And, and if they get married with other people, they're going to be a part of a marriage they were never part of, supposed to be of, supposed to be part of. So you can be going after someone, not in God's will... And then the enemy can come and give you a dream about them. I've seen I've seen people that they get dreams. I've heard of a person. I'm not. It's nobody here. That they. Not. It's not you, brother. (laughs) Somebody else. Nobody here. And they had a dream, and this person that was so not of the world, so not of the world. I mean, sorry. So not of God. And somebody came up to them in the dream, and they're trying to seek God's will, but they want this person so bad. But then in the dream it said This is your wife Openly It wasn't like a dream where I was like Okay, well this symbolizes that So maybe that means I'm supposed to be married No, it was like Openly it was like This is supposed to be your wife But it was a person that was Not called to be their wife A person that was That was um, um, Soul in the world And That For that person it brings so much confusion and divination That it messed them up for a while And it can mess you up Why? Because that person wanted that person so bad that the enemy was like, okay, he wants... Oh, okay, hey, got him. This is legal right here. He's coveting this person. I mean, they did it in Job. He was like, God even said to Job, do you consider my servant Job? And he had access to then go. He said, I mean, we're not going to get into that, but I'm just saying they do that, apparently. And he went down and he was able to destroy Job's house to test Job. And God allowed it, but it made Joe better in the in the in the end. But what what is happening now is God is Satan going to God and saying, "Well, hey God, your servant, you know, your servant Joe or who or so and so or Mary, Mary Jay or whatever, she's coveting this person. That's a sin, isn't it? She's not coveting the person in the sense that she's all over the person, but she is, you know, because we don't understand. There's spiritual. The the sins are not just things you do on the outward. Sin is in your heart." You can kill a man without killing a man because you want to kill the man. That's already, you're already a killer in God's eyes. When you, it says if you lust after a woman, if you lust after a man in your heart, you've already done it. We, we heard this on Sunday, right? So anything else, yeah, you've already done it. You've already, and, and so that person is like, wants that person so bad, and then Satan's like, well, she's sinning. She's, she's, got, an open, she's got an open door. If she don't repent right now, I can come right now. It's, it's legal. And guess what? God stands by His Word. He will come to you. He will call you to repent. He will send people to tell you to repent. He will even send you dreams himself. But if you deny, if you are in rebellion, I'm not saying God doesn't have grace, because there's times where God has grace and mercy, and He, and he gives you a way out, and He says, okay, you don't, you're, you're, you're sinning here. Because He has to make it, because God loves His kids so much, He makes what we're doing, that that hidden, like things that we don't know about that we're doing in our life, He makes it clear to us so that we have a chance. But then after we deny that chance and we were, it's because it's called rebellion. And rebellion, remember, says in the Bible, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. So now you've rebelled against God. You don't want to, you don't want to take His rebuke, His correction. You don't want to repent. Now, Witchcraft. Now it's allowed in your life. Because not God allowed it. It's not even God that allows these things. People say, oh, God allows this, God allows it. No, you allowed it. People don't understand. They, they blame every God on everything. They say, oh, what is God doing, man? All these famines, all these poor people, all these things, all these at war and all that. But these are the same people that say, well, God gave us free will. And that's your problem. Yes, God gave you free will. And that's why all this is happening to you. It's not that God's just allowing it because he's just, he's just allowing it in your life. He's allowing it because you wanna, you're allowing it by not choosing Him, by not choosing holiness. And you're choosing a lie. You're choosing sin. So now you're choosing witchcraft and now you're choosing everything that's saying. Now portals are open to you in all, all senses. So yes, now you can be, get a disease. Now you can. Yes, you can be ad- ad- apt to get destroyed by the enemy because you're, you're, you want free will. You chose this. People choose things. Some things God takes you through and He he has you go through it, but there's people that they chose it because they, they wanted to live their own life. You want to live your own life? You're picking the world. Okay, that's your free will. God says, He's a gentleman. You want a God of free will? Well, there you go. There's a God of free will right there. He's letting you do what you want, but understand there's still an enemy that don't care about your free will. And in this sense... God don't care about you. I mean, the enemy doesn't care about your free will. So if you do rebel against the word of God, he is going to come with anything that he can. Dreams, people, feelings. He will give you feelings that make you feel like like emotions because you get emotions from God, feelings from God to to do what he's led to do. And then you will get feelings from the enemy when you're in rebellion and think it's God. And think it's God leading you. People are getting... feeling led but they're not being, they're, yes, you're being led, but not by God. So the question is, tonight for some people on YouTube too, what are you being led by? Are you being led by your own desires? Because now they will lead you onto another destiny that you were never meant for. Deception and spawning of the enemy has, has opened door in your life, let's get that clear, through sin in your heart, through open doors that you allow, now he's, he's able to put anything through that door. You open the door to the enemy, now what you're doing is you're, he's able to put anything through that door and even say it's God. Because even when you are in sin, the devil doesn't just want you to, because you still believe in God, but you're in rebellion, but... He now wants, you to, he wants to give you a false Jesus so that you can still think you're okay with Jesus but you're not really and you're even deeper, farther from Him. It's one thing to be in sin and be like and have a pity party about it or whatever or, be, or, or, or it hurts you for three months or whatever but it's another thing to be in sin and be okay with it. False church justifies themselves in the sin that they're in and, they say, and that's why they come up with doctrine saying once saved, always saved. We're going to heaven, free ticket. I said the prayer. They think they because they don't want to fully sacrifice their life, so they have to come up with something so they can still feel secure like they're going to heaven. Because who the heck can bear the thought of hell? Who can bear that thought? So they need something to replace that. So they have to change the Bible. They have to pervert the Word of God to fit their own liking, to fit their own lifestyle. When you take the Word of God to fit your own lifestyle, how you want to live life, you're in perversion. You're in... Deception. You're in the false church. This is our portal to hell. When we want something so bad more than God or outside of His will, that's our portal to hell. When we want, not just when we want something more than God, but when we even want something, we need to be taking, our way out from this is to take everything to God and, and, and let it bear witness by His Spirit. And if it doesn't bear witness, you need to spit it out. You need to get it out of your life because, yeah, you may want something in your life. Maybe it's not in God's timing or maybe God doesn't want you to have it all. Whatever. It can be anything. I'm not, it can be a spiritual gift. It can be a physical thing. And maybe God's like, that's not for you right now or that's never for you. But you want it so bad. You, you're trying to get something out, outside of his will. Now you're going to end up outside of his will. Your whole life is going to end up outside of his, outside of his will because now the enemy can... Now the enemy has this, a string around you. Oh! He wants something outside of God's will. Take that lasso, bring him over here. When we want to see people fall, we're ju- we're already just as bad as them. Sons are not looking for people to fall, and if they are looking for people to fall, it's not because they want gratification. It's because they want them to now. Re- they want them to repent. They want them to change. We're not looking the false church to 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 keep going false and keep and and fall on their face and make mistakes and be even worse than Satan so we can say ha ah, see we're the church no that's not even the heart of the father the heart of the father is that when they do fall on their face that they would realize they're not in the right they're not in the, in, going the right way we're not but we're not trying to get gratification and if you are trying to get gratification out of people out of a group out of a person out of a family member out of a father figure out of a mom whatever the case out of a brother even i, I know a lot of people can tend to get problems with their brother or sister not just in the family, but in the church, and then we're, we're you already gave up. You've already thrown away your pearls. Your pearls have been taken by Satan now. But you need to, when you want when you see somebody in error, when you see somebody in the false, you see somebody with a, with with a, a a problem. You're not you you better be looking for them. If you're not looking for them to change, just because you, you want you want the better for them, then you're the problem. And you know what? Maybe God won't even let them change until you change your heart. But that's that's the and that when we have to when we're feeling something about somebody, we better be careful. We better make sure we're not looking for them to fall on their face because if we are, we need to check our heart because we're, now we're wondering why things aren't happening in our life, things aren't accelerating. Well, because you have something blocking your life because he says if because any form of bitterness or offense is actually unforgiveness, really. Because you're holding something. Unforgiveness is holding something against somebody. Bitterness is holding against something against somebody. Uh, what's the other? Offense is holding something against somebody. It's all the same realm. It's not, oh, I just have a measly offense. No, you are unforgiving that person. Un- you have unforgiveness in your heart. And it says, if, he, if you can't forgive that person, he can't forgive you. So we have to make sure that all, we are right in all these areas of our life, and if we do see a problem with somebody, not to, to see them uh, fall just because we don't like something about them, we, we, need to just make, we need to want them to change. And when we do that, when we get that right, we can learn to bear with our brother, bear with our sister, bear with our family member, bear with anybody that God is saying to bear with, because we can't bear with somebody that we're offended with, because we will, every time we get around them, it will bother us like no other day. When we're, have, when we're bitter with somebody, we get around them and we, can't, we try to fellowship them, but it, it will bother us so much that if we don't get it right, we will end up departing from that person that we were supposed to be with. So we need to get that right because if we don't, we won't last and then we will be shut down not only from, that, from the person, from the fellowship, but we will also be shut down here operating with God. And then we can start operating the false or God just puts us on the shelf or whatever. There's people, there's many people that have done these types of things. They have a problem with a person and they can't get it right. And then they end up on the shelf and they're doing nothing. They're, they're home playing video games. They're home doing nothing. They were ministering, they were doing all things, going to the nations. And now they're just home blaspheming the church, saying things about the people, saying things about this person, saying things on Facebook. But they're not doing anything like what they were doing. And now they're just sitting home and they've gained like 15 pounds, 20 pounds. And it's like, what's going on with you, man? Just come on, repent. Why can't you just get over it? What's the, you, I know you don't like that person, but what, what's, the not, what's the problem? What is there not to like? If there's something that person needs to work on, everybody's got a flesh, what about you? You say, I'm talking to people on YouTube now, if you say, you say there's somebody, somebody's got a problem and it's just the flesh, but what about your flesh? And then you want that person to change something in their flesh so bad, but what about... That's, that's, like, that's like trying to take the, the, a little thing out of somebody's eye, but you got a log in yours. And you definitely have a log in yours if you're trying to look for somebody to fall. You definitely do. That's serious stuff. And then when we're looking for somebody to fall, then the enemy is ready to make you fall even, even farther. Why? Because he will start spawning dreams in your life. He will start spawning voices in your life that sound like God, but they ain't God. And it'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that Shane or that Joe or that Shatir, or that William, that, that Ron, that whatever. Yeah, man, they're bad news. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not a God or whatever the case may be. And they think it's God. And people are doing this all over and they think it's God talking to them. But they spawned it in their own life because of offense, because of their problem, because of unforgiveness. It's going to come with a consequence and the enemy is going to spawn you to deceive you even more. You think you were deceived just a little bit. When you get deceived, if you don't get the truth, it's opening and opening and opening and opening. You're getting more deceived, more deceived, more deceived until the enemy just has you completely deceived that you can't even be saved. It talks about the people that they, they, were, they were once dwelled in, in the presence of God and they, was, they went so deep back in the world. How, and it says something, how can they be saved or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Not saying God can't save anybody, God can save anybody, but I'm saying their willingness is so not willing to repent that they can't even be saved because they can't even open their heart. Their heart is so hard, it's like a rock. They have a heart of stone. And when you develop a heart of stone, you're, you're dead. You're dead now. You don't, your heart is not flesh anymore. And then, when you, then you start. You want to see somebody fall so bad that you start getting dreams. Oh, God's saying this. God got me, gave me a dream, and He was saying this. Or He, He's saying He's rebuking. Or then you start rebuking the person that you have a problem with all the time, and you find out that you're rebuking them all the time when you're not even ordained to even be speaking in their life. But it's because you have a problem with that person, and you keep seeing. And then you start, you go from one, when you have a problem with the person, you start going from one thing to another, then you you start building a list. Many people have lists, and it's just building and building and building and getting worse and getting worse and getting worse until the point of the person, then we have conflict because there's so much problems with the person that they have that that it gets out of hand. And if we don't get things right in our heart, that little thing we have with somebody is going to turn into a list of things. And the enemy will make sure that he spawns that list in your life. Because now he has access to you to do that. When you, want, when you want to see something so bad you will see something But you, or you want to see something in someone so bad you will see something but it won't be from God. Jeremiah, now we're finally getting the scripture. <laughs> I haven't done one. Oh yeah, I did one. Relax. I did one. Jeremiah nine eight For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets who are in your midst or your, and diviners deceive you and do not listen to dreams which they dream. Jeremiah, Deuter- I'm, I'm going to just kind of do these in a row because they all talk about the same thing. Deuteronomy 13.1-5 If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder... And the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass. And if he says, let us go after other gods, which you have not known, let us serve them and you shall not listen. So what's an indication that somebody is spawning something in your life or somebody is bringing divination is because it will get you away from God himself. It will get you onto idols. It will get you to seek other things. It may be even your gift. If If somebody's... Listen, we don't tell people to covet yes it says covet your gift but we don't tell people to covet their gift in a way where it's like you make your gift God like it's like the main thing because we preach because what we should be preaching is intimacy before the gift if intimacy if intimacy with God doesn't become before our gift our gift we'll, we'll become intimate with our gift and God will be over there and we're just he's just we're, we're, he's the gift and now we're intimate with the, with the gift and now the gift has become God and God's become the, you know what I'm saying? It's now all of a sudden it's changed. All of a sudden it's backwards. It's called perversion. And now, you're, 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 you can only have satisfaction. You can only feel good. You can only be in a good place when you use your gift, when you operate in your office, when you operate in, your, in the thing you're doing and every time you come to service, you're, you're weighed down beat down by the enemy and then you come you prophesy you preach you do whatever you do and you feel happy and then you go home and you go back to the same old thing you can only feel happy when you get back up at that mic you can only feel happy when you're praying for people I know there is a feeling there is a joy of doing the works of the Lord but when you're only happy in, in doing the, the works of the ministry and not just and not having rest in Him there's a problem in your life we need to be happy in both and if being, and if having our satisfaction doesn't come from the throne room more than everything else We've already lost our first love. What did it say to that church? Yeah, you're doing this. You're waiting with patience. You're doing that. You're doing that. Good job. But you lost your first love. And you think you're alive, but you're dead. So yes, do those things. But let me be the base of those things. Let me be because, yeah, you need to do things because of me. But you can only do things because of me and through me when you dwell with me. I saw something, somebody post on Facebook that, oh, if your relationship doesn't have obedience, then, then um, you need, or it says, I forgot how it went, is if your relationship needs to have obedience, the two need to be bound together. I'm like, okay, that's right, but how can you have a relationship and not be obedient? How can you be in fellowship with Him and not be flowing with Him? So when we have fellowship with Him, when we have deep intimacy, how, can, how is anybody going to tell me they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but they're in rebellion actually with the Word of God? That's impossible. You are in relationship with a fake Jesus. You're in relationship not with the Holy Spirit, but another spirit. Yes, you're in relationship, but not with God, the God of this Bible. Not with the God that we're preaching, because if, if He ain't lining you up, with the kingdom and with the word and with the Spirit's doing, then that's a problem. Then I'm scared of those people that say they have a relationship with God and they're rebellious and they have all these issues. What do you mean you have a relationship with God? What do you mean you're intimate with God? And, all, and some people will talk about intimacy so much, I'm like, what are they being intimacy, intimate with? Because they're not even they're, everything they're saying is against this word. So I went... The word, when somebody comes to you, when a dream comes to you, when something comes to you that is not getting you in step with what God's doing or His will or what the Word is saying, it's a lie and you better cast it down. That's one way we can discern things. Is It says that the Word of God is a double-edged sword in our life and discerns all things. But that prophet of that dream, and I'm continuing on Deuteronomy 3, 5 now, thirteen five. It was thirteen one through 5. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death. Are those false spirits, are those prophets that you used to listen to, are they put to death in your life? Not literally dead, but I'm talking about are they put to death in your heart? Have you X'd your heart away from those things? That spirit that you were listening to that guided you, that you thought was the Holy Spirit, have you X'd it out of your heart? Have you put it to death in your life? Have you, is it, has it died from your flesh are you still listening to that voice and listening to God at the same time? Only one voice is going to win. Because he has consoled rebellion against the Lord. And every word, every dream, everything that spawned from hell is going to, against, is going to go against the Lord in some way, shape, or form. It may not go against him directly. It's going, when it goes against, but we have to understand, when it goes against what he's doing and in, in the word and his vision and his thing and his kingdom, it's going against him. People think, oh, well, it's not going... Well, this thing that's being said is not go, It's not against God, though. But if it's against what God declared, it is against Him. Yeah, it's not against Him. It's not like, oh, blaspheme God, boom. No, you're blaspheming Him by blaspheming His Word. You're coming against Him by coming against what He declared because... Yeah, you like the figure of God, you like the flesh of God, but you don't like the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God has an emo- its own emotions, it has its own ways, it has its own thinking, and if you don't like that, the deepness of that Spirit, then you don't like Him. You like his, many In religion, they like His flesh, but they don't like His Spirit. They like the man on the cross because of what he did on the cross but they don't like what he's doing now and that's why they, they base everything off of just the cross. Yes, we... we, we uh, th- see, the cross is... We don't base everything we do just off the cross. We base... The cross has, has opened the door now. The cross... The blood of Jesus has opened the door now so that now we can have fellowship with God. And anytime we come out of fellowship with God, we can now come back in fellowship by repenting and going to the blood of Jesus. But when it's like, oh, just the cross and everything's done, we don't have to do anything more, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And that's where one saved, always saved comes from. Oh, the cross is everything and it's done because people only like the flesh. People only like what he did, but they don't like what he's doing right now in the spirit. They don't like the spirit that's moving and grooving and coming through the church and saying things. So they come up with their own thing, and they just say, and all they talk about is the cross. You guys have heard people that all they talk about is the cross, but it's, it sounds good. It's like, oh, that's someone at the cross. But he's not saying what God's saying, and, that's, and the cross is their idol, so they're really not living through the cross. They're pretending they're living through the cross by preaching another gospel, but it's not effective in their life. It says deny those that, that, that um, have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. So when people they talk about the word all the time, but, but they de- but they deny the power, they deny the Holy Ghost, you better run for them. If they talk about the word all the time and they deny the and they deny the spirit, they're religious. They're gonna they're going to make you religious too. And these types of people are teaching rebellion, actually. Because God the Spirit of God is God, and when we don't want to heed to the Spirit of God, we don't want to heed to God. And we want to have our own word of God here and our own kingdom of God that we've made up, but it's not real. And that's why people are, are going from church to church. They're dry. They, ha- they, they, are so, they are beat down. They have no power, but they just have the promises of God, It's 10, the 10 promises on their refrigerator, but nothing's happening. What, that's what people have to ask themselves in religion is, that's how most people ha- break out of religion is they say, God, I've been, I've been on your word, but nothing's happening. That's when people start getting free is when they, when they start realizing like, there's no power. But when people don't realize there's no power and they keep giving in to the deadness, they're going to stay dead. It's rebellion when you, when, you, when, you, when you can't receive from the Holy Ghost. It's not just rebellion when you can't receive the word of God. It's also rebellion when you can't receive God in spirit says, you shall worship me in spirit and in truth. Yes, may, you may be aligned with the truth, but you may, may not be aligned with the spirit. And if, you're, uh, say, if you think you're aligned with the truth, but you're, not really aligned with, but you're not aligned with the spirit, you're not really in truth. Because the spirit of God is truth. And you may have the same scriptures, but you don't have the revelation because you can only get the revelation and understanding from the spirit of God. So you're in truth, but your own truth that you've made up, you're using the thing that's called truth, but it's not really truth because you made it up. And you call the truth, and you said it's from the spirit of truth. But if you're not actually living in spirit and going by the spirit, you won't have the 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 you will have the you'll have the concealed truth, but you won't have the revealed truth. So you'll have all the things in the Bible that are true, but you won't have the unlocking and understanding in the seven spirits that come to awaken the word in you. You'll have the word in you and it'll kill you even more. It says this the the letter. But the Spirit gives life. So, this the Bible, if I had a Bible, I would be like, This Bible, (laughs) the Bible will kill you if you don't have the Spirit. And if you have the Spirit, the Bible will actually become life in you and it'll make you an epistle unto men, and you will be an extension of the Bible. You will become more writings in in the kingdom of heaven that'll be remembered forever by, by everybody that lives on. Rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery to seduce you from the way in which the Lord... See? It's not just... They're not going to have you rebel against the Lord straight. They're going to have you rebel against the Lord by rebelling against His way. Religion thinks, oh, well, this prophet must be good. He's not telling me... He's saying, go seek the Lord. He's saying, go do this. But if He's not pointing you to His ways, it's all a lie. Yeah, he's telling, you, he, he's telling you to go seek God, but that's because he already puts you on the witchcraft so that when you go seek God, you're not really seeking God, you're talking to another God that you think is God. That's what happens. These false prophets, though, they, they put you, through their false prophecies and false words, they put you on the witchcraft, and then they get you in the realm of the false Jesus, and then you go into that realm, you go into the realm of prayer, and because you don't have discernment, That spirit starts talking to you because you've already believed what they said, and now you're going to hear the. Now you're not only going to hear from that person what they said, the lies from that person, but now you're going to hear from the spirit that told that person, and now that spirit's going to lie to you now. And pretend it's God. It's going to be see. And here's the next key: is that many people that are speaking, we have to watch. This is in the church; it's a war of our for our ears. Because many people are trying to get in the ears of the church and if somebody gets in your ears and you believe them and they're not out of God and they're not by the Spirit, they will spawn other spirits in your life. They will spawn other things in your life that are, it's a portal of hell. We have to make sure that what we're hearing, what we're getting, who, what, what people are saying on the streets or in other places, what they're saying is coming from God because if it's not and you receive it and you don't see it, Guess what? Now you're going to become just like them and you're going to, you, they've, they've got you now. That spirit that lives in them has got you now. You think, yeah, it may, it may be not the biggest deal, but if there's a spirit behind that thing, then there's this, this going to be a spirit you're going to have a problem in your life now. People, when you hear Jezebel teachings and you think it's God and you receive it, you're going to become a Jezebel yourself. When you hear teachings from Leviathan, you're going to become... Leviathan's is going to be all over your ears. There's going to be snakes and pythons all over in your ears speaking all types of things thinking it's from God. So we need to watch what we're hearing. Not just from people that are preaching on outlets on YouTube or whatever or here or there or, or anywhere. From just even a simple conversation. You can be talking to a friend. You can be talking to a family. You could be talking to someone that you've known for years. And they start talking to you. Oh, it's, and it sounds good. But if you don't discern the good from God, then you're going to be turned over to the lie. And now, once, once, you, once you believe a lie, more lies start getting spawned into your life. That's why we have to keep the vessel clean. We have to keep the altar clean. We have to keep our heart clean because if it's not clean, that little thing that's, that's got in our heart, that little black that's got our, on our purified white heart will start to grow. And now, because of that black thing on your heart, if you don't see it finally, in the long run, now there'll be a portal to get more black on that on that pure pirif- on that on that heart of heart of um, that heart of, that heart of snow. So we need to watch what's going on in our heart. It's a it's a heart fight. This is a heart fight. This whole kingdom business, this whole thing. If you don't keep your heart clean from not just your own problems, but I'm talking about from anything that people speak into your life. If somebody comes up in here and visits or, or you go somewhere out, that's why you got to be careful where you go. You go to other churches or whatever and they speak into your life and it's not from God and you think it's from God, you have now, now you have problems. To seduce you from the way in which the Lord your God command you to walk so you shall purge. Everybody say purge. purge. The evil from among you. If you don't purge... The voice, if you don't purge the dream, if you don't purge the thing in your heart, it will not, now it will increase in you. No longer, no longer will it be departed from you, among you, but now more of those things or more of those spirits or more of those, the, that evil is going to be increased among you. That's why every little thing in, that tries to get in, get in here, we have to protect the heart. The heart is the layer. Is the heart is the center of the body. The heart is the center of the mind, body, and soul and spirit. And if we don't protect it, they all get defiled. It's the center, it's the control center. It's the 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 it's the it's the the whatever you want to call it, the layer, like you know, the innermost part of a place or the innermost part of a person. That's the that's the place you gotta watch out for. Because now the enemy is going to spawn more things into your life so it can contaminate your heart and the rest of yourself. Jude 1. We never read Jude, right? 1, 6 through 8. Destroyed those who did not believe in the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode. He has reserved an everlasting change on the darkness. Talking about the, you know, the angels that separated on the Satan that decided to follow Satan after the fall, under darkness for the judgment of the great day, as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities around them in similar manner to, to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these dreamers defile their flesh, reject authority, and speak evil, of dignities. Many people, they're like, you can call them, they're like dreamers. Many people, everybody has an imagination. And when you wander, when that imagination isn't subjected to the obedience to Christ, remember that scripture, we take every thought captivity to the obedience to Christ? If our imagination isn't subject to the will of God, All of a sudden, our imagination has made us a filthy dreamer, and we start thinking of crazy things. We start imagining crazy things, thinking it's coming from the kingdom, thinking it's coming from the Lord. We can imagine all types of things if we let our imagination wander past the will of God, past out of the kingdom of God, and we start thinking this person is supposed to be with us. We're supposed to go here. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to have a million bucks. We're supposed to, and we start getting all. And our imagination all of a sudden opens up portals for dreams. For visions, for words that we think are from God and they're not from God. And we start posting on Facebook or we start posting on another outlets on YouTube or whatever. But it's, it was all birthed out of our own imagination. The imagination realm, I don't know how many times I've had people in my own walk or I, and I've seen it in other people's lives that somebody comes up and said, I had a vision. But you need to discern, is that vision from their imagine, own imagination or is it from God? Is it from God's imagination or is it from your, their imagination? And every time a person comes with a vision, most likely they've been sent by the enemy and most likely it's going to target something that the enemy has pull in your life with. Let's say you had, you want, God said you need to be separated from so-and-so in your family But you want you you're like God. No, I can't be separate. I want to be with them so bad. Blah 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 blah. But you keep and you keep fighting God on it. And You can't just let them go because you have such a soul tie. And then somebody comes. I had a vision. You're supposed to go back with your, with this person, and describes it just like the family member that you were that God said you need to forsake for now. And then you end up rebelling against the Lord. Because you believe the vision because that, that, that covetness you have for that person is so strong in you and now the enemy has sent the messenger and now it has spawned rebellion in your life. And then when you, once, once you have spawned rebellion in your life, you go even deeper because now witchcraft is now allowed in your life. And more portals are opening up in your life. Filthy dreamers it calls them. People who let their imaginations wander. Oh, what if it was like this? What if it was like this? What? See, that's what, why we have to take everything we do to prayer. Everything we think we should go after, everything we do, everything we're not doing, everything we are doing, we need to take it to prayer because if we don't take it to prayer, we are not going to know. It says to know the will of God in all things, not know what you want to do inside of His will by your will. Know the will of God in all things. So we need to take the prayer. Is this of God, is this not of God? God, what is going on here? Why am I feeling like this? Dude, I want this, but I don't want to disobey you. These are things. Everything we, okay, that goes on in our life, is this person supposed to be a part of my life? But sometimes we don't even go to prayer because we don't want to go to prayer because we don't want to hear what he's going to say because we know he's going to say what we don't want to hear. And you're being a filthy dreamer yourself because you want to have that dream that God's saying. And sometimes we want something that God's saying that we can't have because we can't even see why God doesn't even want us to be with that person. That's why we got to ask God these things, and we have to say, "Okay, God, you want. To, why should I not? What's the problem?" Sometimes because we don't, we don't, we don't, and sometimes we don't want to question God because we want to be with that person so bad that it doesn't matter why. So we don't even ask God why. So it's not the problem. It's the problem is not you asking questions or why you know what's going on. You don't even want to ask why because you wanted to. You, you monkey see monkey do you don't want to see the, the hidden things because you still want to do the, the filthy things you don't want to know why that job that you're being a part of is bad because you're making the money and you don't want to know God why, why is God telling me to leave you don't want to know why he's saying that because you want to pretend that it's okay because you still want to be making 60, 70, 80, 50k or whatever that great, feels great to you a year and God's saying, "Well, maybe you need to go off and you need to separate for a while," and you're like, "What? No, no, there's nothing wrong here. You don't even, and you don't even want to bother taking it to prayer because you, you're, you're, you want this dream, man. You, ha- you're connected to that thing so bad. Like we say, there's nothing wrong with having a job, having a family, having this, having that, but when it's you're connected so much, and then, and then God, God's will calls and you can't leave." How many people have we saw even come here or there or any in any church We've everybody's seen it? Where people, they're coming out to the kingdom but once their job or once their family or once their friend or once anything gets shaken then they, they can't. They're like, no, that thing can't shake. They need, that needs to be... No. No, no. I, lo- I love this part of my life. You can't touch that. Fine, you know what? Forget it. I'm not, I can't follow this thing. And then they go to other churches and they hear people that will preach to them exactly what they want and now the enemy has spawned a church in their life, has spawned a a voice in their life that wasn't there already and is giving them what they want. 2 Corinthians 10.5, I'm almost done. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So like I said, we need to take everything in the prayer. We need to take every thought that we're getting, every imagination, and we need to submit it to God. We need to bring it to the obedience to Christ. Is this in your will? Is this of your kingdom? Is this something I should be partaking in? Is this something I shouldn't be saying? Is this is this something I should be saying? What is it? And this is how we stay out of trouble submission is how we stay out of trouble when we take everything in our life whatever is feeling, thought, thing, action whatever, person and we submit it to God and say what do you you want me to do with this what do I say, what do I not do, what do I do where you go, I go where you you go God, I go then you stay in the safe place that's the safe place, Is submission is taking everything to Him anything that exalts itself against God we take it to Him and we say kill that thing or anything that we don't know we take it to Him and say what do you want me to do with that thing this is how you stay out of portals opening up in your life. This is how you stay out of things being spawned into your life that you don't want. Unwanted dreams. You're having all these types of dreams from the enemy every night. All different types of things. Don't even understand them. Well, you need to close some doors in your life. You have a lot of fear in your life. You're going to get a lot of dreams about fear. There's going to be people chasing you in dreams. There's going to be people beating you in dreams. There's going to be people doing all types of things. Why? Because there's an open door fear to fear in your life. And the enemy is able to put those dreams there. He's able to put those things because he has access because you have a stronghold of fear. Whatever it is, you have a fence. You start, you're going to start getting those things in your life. You're going to start getting dreams about the person. Cast those things down that come in the heart. John 4.1 Beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Test the spirits test the spirits. We need to, everything that we get, everything that is said, everything that is heard, everything that is known, it needs to be tested. And if it doesn't bear witness with the spirit, we need to throw it out. We need to rid it from our life. And some of us don't even care if it bears witness from the spirit because we want it so bad. And that's the problem here tonight that we're talking about. So, but if you really are sold out, you will prove yourself by when something comes in your life, you test it and, and make sure it's of God. We don't take visions and every dream that we get and say it's from God. Because the fact of the matter, we're going through spiritual warfare, there's going to be dreams, even if you're nobody's perfect, everybody's gonna, there's gonna be times where the enemy hits an open door and he spawns a dream in your life, so that's why every dream, every vision that you get, you need to submit it to God and make sure it's even of God, or you need to run it by your brothers and sisters, people who, you know what's the problem too? Some of us take our dreams or our visions to people that don't even have a spirit of discernment or people that have a divinating spirit because we know they're gonna tell us what we wanna hear. We need to take it to people that we know, that we can trust, that can discern a thing, can tell you, and will tell you whether you like it or not if this thing is from God or it's from the devil. So we need to, because dreams and visions are one of the biggest things that can deceive us the most. Voices can deceive us the most. We have to test them. We have to make sure. We can't just test things by the word because the word will tell you there's anything. People can change anything in the word to make you believe what they want. But you need to take it to the author of the word and say, okay, God, this person is saying Matthew so-and-so and, or, or Luke so-and-so is this, but you're the writer, you're the author, what does it mean? But we want to take it to another person that wasn't even the person that wrote the book, that wasn't even the person that inspired the book, because why? We need to Why? You're going to be deceived now. Jeremiah 20, 23, 16, I'm going to go through these next two scriptures like lightning. The Lord who rules over all says to the people of Jerusalem, do not listen to what those, those prophets are saying to you. They are filling you with false hopes. And there's going to be many voices, and there's going to be many people that speak things because they have divination in their life that are going to give you false hope. They're going to say, oh, this is going to happen, oh, that's going to happen. And then you have this thing, you feel hopeful about something, but it's not real and it's all a facade and you get later you get a downfall later because you thought this was going to happen and now it's not going to happen because it wasn't even something that God was declaring. And some of us don't want to accept the reality. Some of us don't want to accept the fate that is, is any in anywhere negative or anywhere, but sometimes it's the fate that God is, is, is letting happen or releasing and we have to be able to accept the truth whether it's black or whether it's white or whether it's hard or whether it's soft. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? We need to just Discern it for what it is and take reality. And because we don't want to be honest with how we want this whole thing to be, how we want the kingdom to be, we want everything in the kingdom to just be handed to us, to just be nice, to just be easy. But we don't understand that God's saying, there's going to be some hard times in your life. And filthy dreamers and people with a divination, or even you, that spawns a voice in your life. It's, you're going you're gonna to have false hope all the time. You're going to have this thing where you always feel hopeful about this, hopeful about this, but God's saying, guess what? This thing you're feeling hopeful about, I'm burning it down. This thing you're feeling hopeful about, it's not going to succeed because I'm not letting it succeed. So don't give yourself false hope because you will be let down in the end. And what did it say? Test or... Do not listen to what the prophets are saying. They are filling you with false. Do not listen to any voice, whether it's in the flesh or in the spirit, that is not telling you to. It's not pointing you to real reality or truth, because it's going Anything that the enemy is gonna say is gonna be. Is gonna be always on sound good. God can say the things that sound good, but He's not always saying things that sound good. There's some things. There's a lot of things He's saying that's hard as well. He's the lion and He's the lamb, but the enemy will always. Sounds, make something sound good or sound sound something that is attaining to you. And that's how he gets you. And he gives you false hope and he gives you this hope that turns into a false faith. Many people have their foundation on a false faith. They're reporting visions of their own imaginations. How many people are... Getting visions, we just talked about the visions, dreams, words, whatever it is, scriptures, things they post on Facebook, things they post on YouTube, because of their own imagination, not something the Lord has given them to say. And there's that scripture that talks about how the Lord, the, the, a, person, a prophet spoke, and, but the Lord didn't say. Babe, can you do something? Can you... And the Lord Lord didn't say. So there's many times we have to make sure the Lord said, the Lord did this. Even if it sounds like... Even if it's something that God did something back then. See, that's another problem because people think just because God did something then, they think He's doing it now. But we have to understand He's doing a new thing. People want to be... Want, want, want they want the book of Acts so bad, but they don't understand that was what God was doing for those people at that time. We can maybe have the same glory, the same power, but people try to copy the book people in the book of Acts because they think if they copy how they did things and how they the, the way of life they did they think they'll they'll draw the same power and then all of a sudden they start wearing old things from Jerusalem, start wearing tallites, start wearing things, start going into maybe even move to Jerusalem who knows what what their imagination is going to come into an upper room and say The new book of Acts is here. Let's go in the upper room. All right. And then nothing happens. Why? Because they think God did one thing one one day and he's going to do it again, but it's all out of their own imagination and they're not hearing the voice of the Lord. They're hearing the voice of their self. I see it all the time. People that won't even play worship music. People that won't even dress a certain way. People that won't even do a certain thing because they did it back then. That's how they did things. But they were doing how God was doing things then, but we need to do how God was doing things now. His word never changes. The person never changes. But maybe the way he does it changes. Because now we're in a different society. Things are different. He's not meaning he's changing the, the truth. The truth is still the same. The kingdom is still the same. It's still black and white. There's still no compromise. There's still no evil. There's still... God, because there's, and, and there's God, good and evil, and he's none of those. He's God. He has his own kingdom, his own way. His ways are not out of the world. But he's going to be doing things different all the time because he's, he's the wheel that's inside the wheel. He's always moving. Did I, God, every, if you look at every situation, the way what he did with Moses, Abraham, blah, 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 Joseph, he did everything different. He didn't do everything the same with them. With Paul and Silas and Peter and John and this one and that one, he didn't do everything the same. But they were, it was how the Spirit was maneuvering it for that moment. Because now we live in a day where we're around different people, we're around different things, there's different, there's different strategies now. It's all the sa- for the same thing, though. And I even see people, they listen to all those old revivals, and they're like, oh, well, they just went in the church, and all they did was stay quiet. And that was how the power came. Okay, good, they stay quiet, but... That's not what God's doing now. And then they try to copy the protocol. And there's so many people, groups that are doing this, and nothing's happening. And then they come back here, or they come back to places like that are really preaching the truth. And then they're like, but they keep getting offended because they won't cater to that way that God is doing a new thing. We We need to stay out of our own imagination, or else we will spawn religion in our life too. And the enemy will also come as a spirit of religion and make us think things like that because we won't submit to the real power of God. Anybody that denies the real power of God is going to end up religious. That's how people end up religious. Because one day they encountered the power of God. One day they encountered the real thing, but they didn't want it. But they still want God and they still want the kingdom. But they don't think God works that way. They don't think God is like that. So they end up being turned over to the enemy because they rebelled. And now the enemy has access to their life. And he will pretend to be another Jesus. He will pretend. He will interpret that Bible another way that is not even of God and bring confusion and inter- and give you another kingdom. People are preaching the kingdom of God, but it's not the kingdom of God, it's the kingdom of religion or man. But even if we are we are an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you receive, let him be accursed. That's pretty, that's pretty cl- clear, and if it's, not, if it's not deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him, it's not the gospel, plain and simple, and if there's no Holy Spirit involved, it's not the gospel, if there's no repentance involved, it's not the gospel, if there's no dying yourself, it's not the gospel, it's simple, the gospel is pretty black and white, it's pretty straight out and forward, and if people are contrary to that, and you give in, now you're going to become... You're going to be another spawn of religion. You're going to be another baby coming out of the big fish of the system made just like the system becoming onto yourself another system but it's just like the one system. That's why you have all these other religions because one big system made babies and now we have Catholics but then we also have the Lutheran. Then we have the Lutheran then we have the the Presbyterian then we have the Presbyterian but then we have the Methodist then we have the Methodist but then we have the... I don't even know. There's like 1,300. I don't even know. And it's because they all got birthed out of the mothership Because they all Everybody that came out of the mothership Got spawned out of there Because they didn't want to be spawned into the kingdom of God Because they didn't like it Or they didn't think it was that way And that's why we gotta get things straight And I'm gonna end I'm gonna say these last things Think about this When fear has a grip on us When jealousy has a grip on us When offense has a grip on us When doubt has a grip on us, when lust has a grip on us, when covetousness has a grip on us, when anger has a grip on us, it doesn't matter. You fill in the bubble. You fill in the blank there. What has a grip on you? And whatever has a grip on you is going to dictate your dreams, is going to dictate your visions, is going to dictate the voices you hear, is going to dictate everything in your life. It's going to spawn voices. It's going to spawn dreams. It's going to spawn everything. You got to get that grip off of you through the power of God through repentance. And this is what God is asking tonight. And anybody who wants to come up for prayer, for any area in their life, whatever God's showing you tonight, that, that you feel that the enemy has a grip on you. It needs to be ungraveled tonight. It needs to be broken off tonight. Because if, it, if you don't take that grip off, Later on, it may not be now, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be next week, but later on you will get something that you think is from God and it's not God. You will hear something that you think is from God or is not God. You'll hear a voice, you'll hear a dream, you'll hear an imagination, you'll, get, you'll be tormented by dreams. If fear is your problem, you're probably already tormented. How many know, I've, I've been there too, when fear is in your life, there's going to be dreams all the time, it's like dreams all the time, virtually all the time. And spirits are getting spawned in your room. You're thinking there's spirits in your room. There's demons in your room. I've had it happen myself. Lust. You have a lust problem. Or you're going to have thoughts of lust. Not just about women or men. but also about the, the things. And, it's gonna, and what happens is thoughts get spawned in your life. When something has a grip on your life. Thoughts get spawned into your mind. And it, it suffocates your mind so much that you can't even get focused on the kingdom. You can't even get focused on the word. You can't even get focused on his will for your life. You can't even get focused. People are so confused because they can't get the grips off their heart. People are trying to get this right up here, but they don't understand when they get the the hand of the enemy off of this, off of their heart, their mind will be in the game. But if your heart is not in the game, your mind will be, it'll be game over for your mind. Once it's game over, this, this ain't a game. Once it's game over for you, it's game over. When it's game over, you get to do another game. But now, in, this, in the kingdom, it's game over for good. And we need the, and we need the grips off, off our life. God, we just pray right now, Father, that you would come into this room right now, that you would give us rest, Father, tonight. That after this night, Lord, that we would all have a rest of the Lord that we never had before. Not a rest not a rest where we do nothing because people have are saying, oh, rest in the Lord, but they're just doing nothing. And they're sitting at their house eating cheese doodles. But they don't understand the rest in the Lord is to rest in His ways, rest in His thinking, rest in how He's doing things and just follow His Spirit. Follow Christ. Not trying to do everything in your own strength. That's rest. is When you give up your own strength and you give into His grace and power to do things. And that's what we want, Father. And we want every grip off our life so that nothing will be spawned in life. We don't want... And just... Everybody, hold out your hands and repeat after me. Father, we don't want false visions. We don't want false imaginations, false dreams, false words, false prophecies, false teachings, false Facebook posts, false whatever is speaking to our life. We don't want any of it. We repent of any rebellion. We repent of any witchcraft. We repent of any spawn of Satan. And we repent of any spawn of our own self or our own desires. And open up the the blood of Jesus for my life, Father. And let me be set free. Take off the grips. Thank you, Father.